And I think when we really leaned into like how we do things and being okay with that, you know, I think that's when the growth really happened. And um, honestly, I just feel like Keone knew that like we were using him as a crutch <laughs> and he knew that like, yo, like you guys are going to be fine, man. Yeah. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, no, we're not <laughs> like, you know, but um, you know, he had to do what he had to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when that happened, like we all stepped up. Yeah. Mm. Hey, the CZ podcast is brought to you by us, CZ Studio, the number one dance app on the App Store and Google Play Store with over 1 million downloads. We provide curated online dance classes taught by the world's best instructors. Why did we create Steezy? To help you reach your dance goals one step at a time. Whether that goal is to perform with the biggest and best musical artists in the world or just be the life of the party at your cousin's wedding. I'm your host, Clay Boonsnocket. Let's get to it. Carlo Durang, a.k.a. Carweezy. <laughs> or Rogue Wizard of the Dark Forest, according to Chris Martin, randomly uh, yeah. in a class. Yes. <laughs> Director of Cookie's Dance Crew, member of Kinja's, Building Block, Gwon Ups, Side Effects, <laughs> former Frenemies, right? Breakthrough, Beyond Babel. Dang, you're going deep. Working bro. with BTS, Justin Bieber, Lil Dicky, Search to Soleil, many more things. Carlo, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. That was quite an intro. I haven't. I think some of those credits, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you did that. that. <laughs> oh, shoot. Sometimes yeah. we forget, sometimes. So I wanted to get initially what your thoughts are on Jello. Delicious. You like Jello? Yeah, I like Jello. What do you, what's your favorite flavor? Um, hmm. Dang, I haven't had Jello in a while. Uh, I'm definitely going off of just basic flavors of sweets in general. I definitely am a cherry guy. Mm. Like, is it like when it's red, you're like, I choose that. I choose that. You like red? Do you like what about Gatorade? Oh, I like the white Gatorade. The yeah, white cherry. The white cherry. That one's so good. White cherry goes hard. Yes. Riptide Rush. I think that's the light purple one. The frost ones. Oh, oh the frost the frost series. Wow. I'm a frost series uh, guy as well. Hot wow. take. Not I'm purple. actually a huge fan of like the cucumber melon. Really? Ooh. Gatorade. Look really? after like a workout or if you're like just it's hot. That tastes You're probably right. the best. I enjoy it as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think white cherry is also my favorite. White cherry. I'm a blue flavor guy, but Ooh. white cherry. Like vibrant blue or mm. like <clears throat> both. Blue. I like I like that like ice blue glacier freeze, whatever one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I just like blue overall. It's my favorite color. Mm. My favorite flavor. I mm. bet you you can make the red drink blue. And I will choose blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't care what yeah. flavor. I just love blue. Wait, wait. Blue drink. Okay, <clears throat> we're going to go deep on something really quick. On May 28th of 2014, you had a very intense zombie apocalypse dream. Where is the first place you would go in the case of a zombie apocalypse and yeah. why? Uh, Costco. It's Costco. I feel like that might be a bad idea because mm -hmm. a lot of people would probably choose that. But I think Costco is the place. Also, I think because my favorite movie is, I think zombie movie wise, classic. I think it's Dawn of the Dead. Fire. You know, just Green people stuck it. in a shopping mall. Yeah. It's simple. Running zombies. What? Yeah. Mm -mm. What the heck? Running so, zombies. I think Costco's the spot. We were just talking about mm -hmm. this. And we were Yo. saying, like, Black Friday is already dangerous for Costco. <laughs> people die. I think on Black that's Friday. more dangerous than a, maybe a walking zombie apocalypse. Black Friday is more dangerous <laughs> than a walking zombie apocalypse? <laughs> Hey, man, you know, I think with zombie, the, the theme of like zombie movies is always like the zombie is not the threat. That's it's, oh, yeah. it's, no. it's human it's beings. Got a point. Like, 
I just watched uh, Train to Busan. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, I was, it was like obviously the running zombies are are wild. Mm. But, yeah. You know, just like every you know, I'm not going to try to spoil the movie, but yeah. obviously we get to that point of like, whoa, human beings are can get to a really <laughs> shitty point. Yeah. yeah. And just fuck over other human beings. Uh, no, uh, we've discussed my well, my plan. Um, it's pretty simple. Uh, it's just to die early. And <laughs> die early. Look, I'm already tired. Be as patient is. zero. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Clay, I was like, I want to be like double digits, maybe. Get me a patient like 13. <laughs> like, look, I don't want to be the first one. I don't want to be the guy that spreads it and starts it. Mm. I'll just be one of the first victims. Cause look, I don't want to die tired. All those zombie apocalypse movies and shows, they're all tired. And there's yep. so much drama. I'm <laughs> like, too much look, drama. Can't handle this just, drama. I'm just tap out early. I feel you. It's yeah. Just, it is what it is. Hopefully you become like a cool zombie variant. Yeah. Like maybe like. Like a bloater. A bloater? Oh. No, that's not that cool. No, well, you got to be or a zombie a screamer? early if you yeah. want to be a bloater. Because that, that means that's got to cook and marinate. You gotta, I feel like you got to yeah. be in the sewers too. Like, oh, yeah. No, I don't want that. You know what I mean? You're you a, a sewers. fancy zombie. <laughs> How much time are you spending in the sewers, Carlo? Are you <laughs> just hanging out? Just hanging out. He's just vibing. Just hanging out Ninja Turtles and all that stuff, you know? All right. Well, Carlo. So... I'm very curious, as a person who loves video games, okay, video games like Destiny, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, GTA wait, 5, wait. right? How has that hobby coexisted with your dance life? Does it get in the way? Are you inspired by it? Um, I feel like both. Okay. I think it definitely does get in the way. Okay. Because I am definitely like, um, I don't want to say like an extreme completionist. Oh. But like... Because I will not like get every single trophy in a game, but like I do feel the need to like side quest. You're every nook and cranny as best you can. Like maybe I won't get every single collectible. Sure. But like quest wise, I feel like these NPCs, like I gotta, I gotta help them find their loved one. And Mm. I just, I can't just be like, no. Which game in particular are you talking about? (laughs) Every game, like Witcher 3. Um, I'm, I was just playing like Kingdoms of Amalur. Which is kind of like it. a B, yeah, like a B level game, yeah. but you know, action RPGs. I love it. He's I was playing Tetris, just, <laughs> and he's like, gotta help him find his loved one. I, I love Tetris. Gotta yeah. find his perfect I match. Competitive Tetris. Tetris. Yes, I play. I tried playing. Um, I think there was this one online Tetris IO or something like yes. that. And like, yo, people with keyboards are crazy fast. Yeah. Um, but I play on like my uh, Nintendo Switch a lot. Got it. Bring it to parties. Who yeah. wants to play? Yeah. I like patterns. Yeah. Pattern recognition, just turning my brain off. Yo, I'm, in, I'm on the plane like playing Tetris for like five hours. Shame. I nice. love Tetris. I love Tetris. I love that. Ooh. So it, does, so it does sort of get in the way sometimes. It definitely gets in the way. Um, but I also feel like, um, I guess the same way that people get inspired by like cartoon characters, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like there's just so much more like dynamic inspirations to mm. take away from video games and... Um, I don't know. I also feel like it is an escape, though, too. That's why I feel like it's like a little bit of both. Because yeah. uh, I think with dance, like it does take a lot of energy, like obviously like social energy, too. Yeah. And um, I remember I found myself playing like multiplayer, competitive multiplayer games a lot more. Like I was playing obviously like Warzone. Yeah. Um, I found myself playing Rocket League with some of the boys at home mm-hmm. and like just trying out different things. And it got to the point I was like, yo, like I feel like I don't want to come home and like be competitive oh. and like stress even more yeah and like i just want to like be in my own world and it's also around it's the player. same people you're playing with right yeah i'm playing with uh i was playing with some of my like cookies bros back at home yeah but uh it was fun it's super fun of there's course. a lot of cool games but i think like over time i was like i kind of want to be like taken away in a story right now mm. and uh just be like in something else 
Is that something that you've had to really build into over time as a person who is constantly surrounded by your your dance life, right? You need sanctuary, space outside uh, of that? I think it's hard because I, I think it just depends on what time mm. of my life. I think it's one of those things where I'm very like in the moment where however I feel in that moment, like I'm gonna just go that way, mm -hmm. right? So there are those times where I feel like multiplayer games, like, yo, dope, I'm super down. Mm -hmm. Or even in then the opposite where like there's times where I'm like, ah, I kind of don't want to like, I kind of want to be a little bit more introverted right now mm -hmm. kind of thing. But um, I guess it just comes in waves. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just kind of listen to what my heart says in, hmm. in that time. Go with the flow type guy. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Has that caused problems in your life before? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um i've had to like get a calendar and like write things down yeah. um a lot more often i think for example like the um whatchamacallit the the steezy class that i did where i like wrote in journal mm -hmm. um i also felt like all right i have to write in a journal or else like every time i run it from the top i'm about to freestyle yeah <laughs> and do a different choice so i have to like write it down or mm -hmm. even calendar wise i'm just like yo, like, you got to do this. Mm. You got to do this. Sometimes I try to structure it. Sure. Like, right now, I'm trying to go to the gym in the mornings. Yeah. Trying. Keyword trying. Okay. Even though I'm a night person. Mm. I, like, really sleep at, like... You. I love that. <laughs> I'm a night person, dude. I sleep at, like, three in the morning. Oof. Like, even if I, like, Oof. wake up really early, like, I sleep pretty late. Wow. It's tough. You too? Oh, yeah. No, I'm 100% a night owl. Yeah. And I'm, like, trying to figure out how to be a morning person because when you do wake up in the mornings, it's actually amazing. It's I great. love yeah. it. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm doing better at being a morning person because yeah. mm. I've found, like, like, I don't feel, like, super frantic every day because I'm not that type of person. Mm. But within the past, like, few weeks, I've been, like, getting up, you know, just, like, seven. Yeah. And I've been, like, making a smoothie in the morning. Nice. I've been, like, taking time. Like, I actually, like, like, oh, like doing facial routine. Like and Your skin looks really nice right looks now. Thank dewy. you. Aside from the single pimple right there. Didn't even notice it until you pointed it out. <laughs> but but like, <laughs> you know, it's 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 actually been really good. Yeah. I've been really enjoying that that feeling. And I come to work and I'm like, oh wow, my brain is, is like on it. Mm. Because I one thing I, I was noticing was during like podcasts, uh -huh. right? I have to always be on. Yeah. And that's really freaking hard. It it's hard to always like be the person that can continue a conversation mm. and seed ideas and such. And I can't let anything hit walls. So I feel yeah. that like the moments like I treat myself better in the morning is the moment where my brain works the way I need it to work because I can't make it that way. I'm really mm. bad at like putting myself in a place. My body has to already be there. So mm. I would say like if I have a little tummy ache, my day's ruined. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't dance well. I can't speak well. Day's so it's over. like I yeah. kind of feel you on that. Just trying to be like, yo, I need to be at like a certain level mm -hmm. when I get to this point. Yeah. Do you feel like there is a like a a supplement or a very specific part of your routine? Like for example, like my girlfriend like is a totally different person before coffee. Mm. And I also am a totally different person before caffeine. Like, and I feel like that just turns it around. Like yeah. what you take, like mind, like pills, mind pills, limit, just water. I, wow. Uh, but I'm like a water bitch. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So you like, the give me one second. Uh, <laughs> just like, I'm going to put you my neck. High quality. Wow. So, we love that. You like delicately sip your water. I every, I delicately eat and sip everything I have. Wow. Um, I I have so many options here in downtown LA. I can always eat, but I know I shouldn't do that. And what I started doing was drinking water 
to satiate that feeling. Mm. And it became like an addicting habit. Like I love drinking water. And I definitely don't overdrink like until like I feel like I'm like, like swishing and like drowning. But I just uh. love sipping water throughout the day. And then I realized um, – I just remember like in the mornings, like I don't want to make coffee all the time. And I'm very much like, um, I like preparing the stuff. Like I don't use pre-made sauces just because I like making from scratch. I love that feeling. Yes. And I like coffee. Like I want to do the, the, the pour overs. I want to use my V60. It's too much work sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so my, I, I remember like talking to my brother about it cause he has to get up for like prep for like restaurants yeah. and like, cooking. He's like, just, just drink a whole glass of water right away. Like all of it. And I was like, <laughs> but Just I do chugging. I do always have a glass next yeah. to my bed. And so I started doing that. And like it's weird. Like I feel my eyes like this, and I'm like down it, and I'm like and like my eyes just open mm-hmm. and I feel my body just like like I go super saiyan. So your, anyways. Your skin looks real hydrated right now. Thank you. I was gonna say you're looking really dewy this You're morning. looking real Y'all, nice, bro. I know. No. <laughs> looking real good. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah, feel like, that's my morning thing. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's yeah, how I feel. I'm inspired. I feel like I need to drink more water. I've been in this like, I've been really enjoying sugary drinks lately. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, uh, my brain just craves that carb right now. And wow. it's, I just let it. Like ginger ale, I was drinking so ginger, ale. ginger ale. During, during the pandemic, I was at my parents' house still and just... I don't think I know getting, people who just own ginger ale. You only drink it on the airplane? You only drink it on the airplane. But that's like well, an elite I wanted this off the airplane. So, <laughs> <laughs> so damn good. I'm an adult. I can just drink this at home. <laughs> he went straight to Costco. Got it in bulk. Yeah. Yo, good. my parents get like 24 packs of oh, ginger ale. And yeah. just I'll get home from like rehearsal like at past midnight. And then there's always like one lone ginger ale <laughs> ready to be drunken rogue it's not even real drank it a drunk i love after, that so wow <laughs> so carlo yeah i believe i heard before that it was one of your dreams to become a teacher mm. this is true yeah this is true what did you want to teach originally <laughs> high school math high school math <laughs> are you good at math um i feel like i was okay at math um i think in high school just um i wasn't like a English wasn't my strong suit. Okay. Like I didn't, sounds really terrible. I didn't enjoy reading. Um, I didn't enjoy writing. I still don't. Okay, cool. (laughs) Cool. I don't like reading um, or grew up not liking reading. Okay. And um, I just feel like math and science just like made more sense. Mm. Like it was just, it didn't require as much energy to like figure that out. Um, But I also think the biggest thing was my senior math teacher um, shout out Mr. Bokesh. Uh, I don't know, probably not watching this. He's real old. I hopefully he's doing well yeah. here or somewhere else. <laughs> but he, um, he was one of those guys, like pretty much he caught me cheating on a test. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, it was about the pie chart and labeling a pie chart. And okay. I just like didn't study. Yeah. I usually do well on tests. Yeah. I'm one of the people that like doesn't do homework. Yeah. And just gets A's on tests and gets <laughs> so annoying. a C in class. Yeah. Cause I never do homework. Okay. Um, but he caught me, pulled me outside and he was like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, you're smarter than that. And I was kind of like, oh shit. I thought you were just about to like yeah. get pissed and, you know, just like write me off. He saw you saw your potential. I mean? So he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like give you another chance to do this test tomorrow. Wow. wow. And like, just study. Like, you don't need to cheat. And I was like, all right. Yo, that's love. So, that's 
a freaking teacher right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So I did, I studied and I was like, oh my God, like I see it. Like, <laughs> why was this so hard to label? It's literally just fractions. Yeah. And, like condensing your fractions and shit. Like, why am I, I was tripping, bro. And then I did the test like real quick, like walked in with pride and just like, just did that shit, turned it in. He's like, all right, you got a hundred percent. See, you don't have to cheat. And I was like, fuck, you're Dang. fucking right. <laughs> you're hella right. So I feel like it I wasn't just that. liking math. I just think like, like that teacher that just like kind of like nipped it in the bud. Yeah. Like, and just had that tough love for like a hot second, just kind of like made a difference. Dang. Um, I also feel like um, I grew up always asking my parents for like a younger sibling. I grew up as an only child, mm-hmm. um, but I grew up with like cousins and stuff like that. You have so a I half knew brother it was like, in like the Philippines, right? I do have a half brother okay. in the Philippines. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you do your research, bro. It's crazy. Um, I have a half brother in the Philippines. He's about like 10 years older than me, but Louis, he, Louis Francis. And I'm Louis Carlo. There's a lot of Louis in the Louis family, Carlo, yeah. which is why I never go by Louis because yeah. there's like 10 Louis wow. in my family. Mm. So people always ask me that. Got it. But um, nice. I grew up as the only child, but I grew up with two cousins. Yeah. I would get dropped off at their house all the time. And I was yeah. always like, damn, like I go home and I'm like, damn, I wish I had like a sibling when I like got home. Yeah. So I'd always be asking, I want a sibling. I want a sibling. Kind of always wanted to be like an older sibling to somebody. Mm. And I just feel like once like dance happened, it kind of was like. I mean, I wasn't trying to be a teacher in dance when I first got there. Yeah. Um, but I think over time, it just got started like, I started looking up to certain people, like they were my siblings and I wanted to be that mm. to other people. So mm. um, unfortunately, not a math teacher because after my first year doing math in college, I was like, why? What? <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, it's not the math part. <laughs> it's not math, bro. Like this is whack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's def- it was definitely a dream like growing up in high school. To be a math teacher or to be a teacher in some capacity. That's and awesome. You started dancing during high school? Um, yes. And uh PCN. It was, was PCN. Uh Filipino Culture, Culture Nights. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So I I think it was my junior year when junior I started. Year. But I've always liked dancing. Like you watch you got served. Bit, yeah. Hey, let's buy <laughs> let's buy a floor and like go in the garage and try things we're, out. We're and then also there was a a few b-boys that like from my high school that started trying to do stuff after school yeah and i would kick it with them from time to time yeah um i started break dancing a little bit and then when the color guard girls walked over and were like hey we need more guys for this hip-hop routine for filipino culture night are you guys down i was like oh. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm down to hang out with y'all of course <laughs> yeah oh dance too dance too oh, yeah dance, yeah. yeah what learn choreography <laughs> my my bad i gotta get up <laughs> yeah it was great it was really great i think like because we were all really close already too yeah so it's just like oh more of a reason to like hang out we do this once a year mm. you guys put a show together like what is this yeah and then from there on it was all about show business and <laughs> <laughs> then i went to the big times <laughs> yeah honey that's show business but yeah um since then it was just like yo choreography is actually really fun shout mm. out to anthony to buck buck he used to be part of 220 i uh, learned my first piece of choreography through him wow and uh he was on future shock san diego at the time wow and um yeah after that i was just like damn dance is hella fun i wanted mm. to take class at culture shock um and just just kind of fell in love with it and i mm. stopped playing sports after that Ooh. Stopped what sports playing. were you originally playing hockey i was playing hockey I was a very avid hockey player since mm. I was like six or eight years old or something. Why? Um, my cousins played hockey. They uh-huh. played roller hockey first. Oh, roller and hockey. And my parents were just like, what do you want to do? They put me in a sports camp. Okay. Uh, nothing super attached because I liked everything. Oh, like, wait. What's a sports camp? I don't play sports uh, ball. So Sports ball? <laughs> I don't sports ball. Yeah, it, so. I don't sports ball at all. Um, 
I think I was like four or five. Okay. So for like a week straight, I would just get dropped off at this rec center. Okay. And just try out different sports oh, like every day. Yeah, that's cool. I like yeah, that. It's pretty nice. Did you do that? No. Okay. I you know my high school athletic credits were marching band. <laughs> Vibes. That okay. was it. What'd you play? Uh I am a drummer, so I played Yo, marching that's snare. No, it was fun. That's but then time. I got a really nice headband tan <laughs> and like being out in the sun. And I'm one of those rare Asians that like tans, tans, you know, wow. the rare, yes. the rare Korean folks that tan, tan. Yeah. So weird. I know. But then like legs pasty as hell. Wow. But you know, <laughs> that's like, look at mine. This is like marching band, baby. Hell yeah. There's no cameras that are pointing at our thighs. Don't worry. It's just for us. Call this Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> I just came from there. Oh yeah. Um, but what you would call it? Yeah. I played sports for a really long time. Sports camp. Tried a little bit of everything, you know, t-ball, football, basketball, all that junk. Yeah. And I think like with that, like I like everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to like attach to one thing. So my cousins were playing roller hockey already. Yeah. My parents were like, hey, you can play with them. And then I think that's the reason I stuck was because I was playing with them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually it was like, oh, I want to get good at this. Mm. And then I just like, I was literally on like two or three teams oh. growing up. Like, and then I started playing ice hockey in like middle school. Mm. Um, just because all the good roller hockey players were playing ice hockey. Mm. And my parents mm. like, you need to get the one up. Got there and I was like, whoa, roller hockey sucks, dude. <laughs> ice hockey is way better. I'm doing this. Nice. And I think I'm one of those people too where like I didn't want to try something new at the time. Mm. I was like, yo, I already devoted a lot of time and effort into like getting good at hockey. Mm. I'm going to stick with it. And then mm. I tore my ACL. Oh. Dang. I was like, I want to be a Filipino NHL player. Wow. But yeah. Tore my ACL, wasn't in the cards. And then I fell in love with dance. Wow. Yeah. Who was the first person you ever taught dance to? Damn, I don't know. That's hard to say. Like, cause I think Well, what was the situation in which you first were teaching dance? Man, I remember teaching a routine actually in high school. Mm. Um, so my junior year was my first time performing and okay. then our senior year, that's when like, all right, you're going to choreograph and for um, Filipino culture night. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And honestly, I was watching like a lot of June Kamado, Jed Florano yeah. and Lando Wilkins. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we're going to dance to some cool kids. We're going to do some angles and some cool, like, I don't need, I didn't even know what it was at the time. Obviously yeah. it was like isolations, pop in, waving, all that stuff. Um, but it was just a lot of just regurgitating, like a lot of the YouTube stuff that yeah, I saw. The huge, you know what I mean? Um, so I feel like teaching, um, I was just teaching like my classmates back in the day. Yeah. Literally at the cafeteria. Hey, do these moves. I saw Lando do this and it looks really cool. So we're going to do it. I'm a fucking. Oh, wait. No, oh, dude. Fuck. I remember like sweet dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I loved, I love that stuff. Yeah. I was. Interesting. Lando is fucking dope. But definitely. I don't remember who. Yeah. I just remember it was classmates. And I think at that time I was just so in my own head. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. You don't know the name of anything. You're no. just copying. <laughs> Bend your knees, <laughs> straight arms. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm just going to wave it like this. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, it's it's a part of a lot of people's dance journey. Yeah. They, you know, they've danced for a few months, a year. And all of a sudden, maybe people ask them, like, can you teach me something? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's kind of like really fun and really nerve wracking because I mean, in that time, you're not like, well, I don't know any of the history. Like, you're not thinking about any of that yeah. stuff. You're just, you're just doing your best as a person who doesn't feel that dope. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
what do you think about that aspect of the journey and how to like move forward from the point of I'm just teaching my friends what I think I know. How do you level that up? Mm. Man, it's, it's, um, I feel like there's like a balance because I also feel like there are times where I get so into teaching mm. and like, um, you know, cause I've taught different, um, level ranges mm -hmm. and, um, you know, there are times where I enjoy explaining, like really breaking things down for somebody to understand. Cause I feel like we're nerds. Yeah. Totally. We're dance nerds. Like we can talk about dance and break down dance. Like it's fucking like it's a collectible. You yeah. know what I mean? But, um, I think I have to sometimes reel it back to those times where I'm just teaching the homies. Mm. Um, just because at the end of the day, like sometimes like I'm just teaching a routine. Like I'm not trying to, we're not trying to work on technique. We're not trying to mm -hmm. like, we're not trying to sharpen our blades right now. Like we're just trying to utilize the tools we have right now to like do a routine. Mm. And I think also sometimes like when I take dance like way too seriously like that, it kind of becomes this like, like too much of a mechanical thing yeah um and i just have to reel it back i'm like yo this is just a routine it doesn't matter if you're a popper or um house dancer or whatever like it's just a routine and everybody's just going to do it mm -hmm. how they want so mm -hmm. um i definitely feel it's a balance but also being able to like pull out of my pocket like hey here is either some options to adapt to nice. the level that i'm teaching yeah. um the ability to also organize and reorganize the structure of how i'm teaching it and um I think it's also the way that I communicate um, that dance, mm. right? And I think obviously like as a teacher, we think about how we chunk things and uh, the structure the of how we, or how we give the structure to people. Yeah. Um, and it's also just dependent on the student. So yeah. I think it's not necessarily, I, it is a level up to teach, but I think it's also like just understanding time and place mm -hmm. and adaptation, but also like the seed of like, yo, at the end of the day, like that feeling of like teaching the homies in the garage, I feel like is such an important like thing to keep. Yeah. And I also think like when I teach people, like when you teach people like they're your friend, as opposed to like, hey, you're just like a, a faceless yeah, this dollar entity. bill, <laughs> $3 per head. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh it man. Just becomes this weird, like, this just weird space of disconnect. Yeah. You know what I mean? I totally so, agree. Yeah. I, I, I think that it's, the, the sort of flexibility and nimbleness that's necessary to be the instructor that maintains joy through seeing other people win in the way that they need to win now, mm -hmm. right? That's what your teacher did for you. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's like, it's not about the grade. Yeah. Just, you're just smart. Be smart, you yeah. know? And it's like, I feel like when we're, when we help people, help a lot people allow themselves to be the person we think they can be mm -hmm. like that is the most glorious thing you can oh, feel sure. as a teacher so i think like it's that moment when you see something click mm. oh dude mm. that's I, drugs yeah. right there it's, it is <laughs> yo i remember when i started doing like private lessons more often oh, I um i think it was with building block i remember being so terrified like yo I don't, what the fuck am i gonna do for 90 minutes yeah like, what yeah like and sometimes some of the students that come in are like real dope and i'm like i don't know what to do. But then you, you find some things that like don't click, but then you see it when it like happens and you kind of just feel like 
they start to relax in it. Mm. Yes. They start to listen to the music. They start to vibe in it. And then they like, you're not there. Yeah. In a good way. No, yeah. Like, I you love know, they zone that. you out and you're like, yo, heck yeah. I love like, that. You know? So I, I, one mm. of the things that I was just teaching uh, two students, uh, Claire and Derek, they're on like Big Brother and like, Amazing race. I don't watch TV. for a second. I was like, "What team is that?" <laughs> Where are they from? <laughs> Big Brotherhood. <laughs> um, yeah, and and so I just taught them like last week, right? Mm-hmm. A private lesson, and it was great because it was one of the first lessons they've had, right, in dance at all. And so I'm normally teaching people and editing what they already have. Now mm. it's a matter of building a light foundation and letting them run with it. And I remember one really fun thing. I was like, ooh, I really want to see if this works on them because it works on experienced dancers, yeah. which is, I say it's, it's the, the, the hand game, basically. So allowing your hands to guide you rather than the other way around. For instance, if, if I'm trying to tell a new dancer, um, like, okay, your concept is like grabbing a remote, okay? And you grab a remote, Sure. I think there's a lot to think about there and people start pantomiming too much and it stops becoming dance. It's like, you know, they're going to be like, huh, huh, huh. It's like, that's not what I want. I want you to use that as a concept, but I can't do that with a new beginner dancer. So what I said was you need to switch it now. Instead of thinking you're going to grab a remote, you just need to position your hand in the position that would be remote grabbing. It's weird, but I was like, how do you grab a remote? They're like, oh, this. Okay. I was like, now hold your pinky out. Now try to grab that remote. And they're like, do a pointer finger, mm-hmm. right? And that doesn't make sense. And I was like, each of your hands positions sort of guides logic in your body because logically you know how to pick something up. But when you switch that, your mind thinks of this as something else. So if I tell you to hit a pose with this, you're going to be like, if I do pinky, you'll be like this. If I do thumbs up, you'll do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like, it's helpful to help students have these little moments of like, oh, I can create. I'm not stuck. I have, I'm not actually running out of any moves because mm. people, I think in the very beginning, it was like, I just don't have enough moves. I was like, no, you have plenty of moves. You just don't know how to seed that yet. But I can't go to the farthest extent that I do with an experienced dancer. So I'm curious because mm. wow. that really clicked with Derek. Derek was like, oh my gosh. And he was like making new moves and like doing all this stuff. And I was like, ah, he's doing it. He's doing it. Wow. Do you have anything like that that you're like, this thing I can say pretty consistently to a student and it often helps them click? Um, hmm. I think like during the pandemic, it was definitely, I was in this zone of like, um, I think looking back at some of my movement, it was very like just a lot of adding a bunch of stuff. And I feel like there was a, I got to a moment of like taking things away mm. and um, I started teaching intermediate classes mm-hmm. and like trying to force myself to like, Hey, don't like overdo <laughs> it. Stop trying to compete with like, yo, this piece has to be crazy. This piece yeah. has a, mm. and I think like I got to this point of like, for me, it's like this three fourths rule. Three fourths. Um, where I feel like for three fourths of like a segment of the song, whether it's three fourths of an eight count or three fourths of two eights or okay. four eights that, um, I stay in a flow. Oh. And then the the last quarter of it, that's when I break the flow. Fire. Um, yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's such a basic thing for people to like, all right, cool. Like then that means like I can literally two-step for an eight count and a half. And then hit it. And then just like a five, six. And like they don't even have to do anything. It can be that last quarter can be nothing. It can, it just has to change, you know? And there's always that one. And um 
And I think obviously those are things that are like just so automatic for us and so innate in us. But I think when people realize like, oh my God, there's like a, there's like a map Mm -hmm. or a structure that I can like follow along, but still mess with kind of in the same way, like your hand, like is going to tell you what to do, but it's like up to you how you want to use it. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that timing thing has definitely helped a lot of dancers, like learn how to pace themselves too. Cause at the end of the day, like we try to always do like we always try to do the most. And I yeah. think that's something I realized like, <laughs> hey, how can we like make it feel like Dude, this? Me 24 seven. How can we separate the top half and the <laughs> yeah. bottom half? How can we now separate the left side and the right side? I like, know. you know, and how can we just like, like what is the word? Like brain kill ourselves all, all the time. Like yeah. I want to feel like I just got destroyed. Yeah, we're like class. stretching ourselves 24 seven. Yeah. But now it's like, yo, how can I, I think it also came from this moment of like, how can I just like be in the moment and enjoy um, enjoy this moment mm. for just what it is yeah. and uh, enjoy the dance rather than like, mm. no, like we have to, like there's a time for that. Of course. You know what I mean? But like once the music is on, I think also like when I'm listening to music in my car, like how can I bring that that type of energy yeah. in the way that I like move rather than just mm. exclamation marks all day? <sighs> yes. Yeah. Not just exclamation marks. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I really do. Okay. Okay. Well, how about... We get into some of these voice messages. Mm. So for our listeners, we've done this for the past few episodes of the CZ Podcast, where if you use the Anchor app, you can actually leave us a voice message on the CZ Podcast. And you can ask our instructors questions, our guests questions, and they'll answer them. Uh, Keep in mind that you will know specifically which people are going to be guests on the CZ podcast if you are a CZ Studio member. Because I post in the Facebook page a update and say, hey, we have the recent podcast. We had Mackenzie Dustman. Today we had Carlo. Please leave your messages for them specifically. So you see Anchor app, leave a message, and uh, we'll get to answering those. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. Let's Let's get one from seven Tax takes seven takes seven tax. I'm not sure. <laughs> Yo, Carlo, this is seven. I am a dancer currently studying at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia, and I wanted to ask if your ability to freestyle um, improves the more you you choreograph for yourself, um, or if you really just train individually freestyling and individually choreographing i've just noticed that you've choreographed a lot recently and i just wondered if that's helped your freestyle a little bit thank Mm. you i feel like a lot of people think of it the other way around right Mm, yeah that's interesting um it's it's hard because i feel like there's like it's like the venn diagram there's like a lot of things that i feel like i can't really take Mm. to the other world Mm. but there are a lot of things there's a few things that can work um i think like you know, I started freestyling more often, like after choreography. Okay. You know, and I, so yeah. I think for me, it's it's more so like my how my freestyle has affected my choreography rather than choreography affecting freestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that like um, I do feel like they're both pretty different because I because I did start freestyling more recently, but I feel like I wasn't using it in a choreography. It's the structure. Yeah. Being able to organize and structure things more so with choreography. I think like my movement um, quality, um, there's more range to my movement quality and I do have more options, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then um, what is it? 
I don't know. I think within freestyle, you have the ability to obviously like change how you present your shit, right? Like you、mm-hmm. can be, you know, I you always use the Avatar Last Airbender reference. Like、okay. you can be any element you want. Yeah. And then now when I choreograph, I can choose to be whatever、mm-hmm. element. But that's not the part of、uh, that's not the muscle that my choreography relies on. Yeah. It relies on this. Yeah. In my organization, and、um, so I feel like it doesn't matter. I can freestyle. I can be like. Super dope at it, but like once I go into a choreography, like choreography aspect, like my mind, if anything, like it made it a lot more like, oh my god, there's so many things to do. Yeah,、ah! I agree. Which is why I needed the notebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I agree. Like I think doing both is really important. Yeah. Um, I also feel like for me, it comes in waves. Like there's points where I'm like, y'all want to freestyle more, and then there's points where like, oh, I want to choreograph more. Yeah. And that's where the the go with the flow, like follow my heart. Comes from totally. Also, probably as an artist too, right? Like, I'm not going to be able to create something dope if I ain't rocking with it and vibing with it in、yeah. that moment. So,、um, yeah, I don't even know if I'm answering the question anymore.、Oh, yeah. It's, I think, it's all very general. It's just like,、yeah. you know, does how has it helped、yeah. you choreography to freestyle? And so, I guess you're saying also, you know, there's、yeah. organizations a really、yeah. big thing, and maybe that doesn't always translate right away. But、yeah. I'm sure it's like there's. A lot of the the overflow from each has led you to okay. I need a notebook for this because it's too many things. For sure, you know. I think it's、sure. both ways. It's a.、Uh, it definitely. I think also like everybody's really different. You know what I mean? Some people probably can take away so much. Oh yeah,、right. and it probably does help go hand in hand. But、um, I think that's where, you know, writing things down and almost taking it like a, like a scientific process,、mm-hmm. low key. Like, hey, is this work? Like, hypothesize. Yeah. Test it out. Reevaluate, yeah, because everybody's process is going to be hella different. But for me, I'm like, okay, freestyle is dope,、um, but when I choreograph, like, I need to make sure X, Y, and Z, yeah, and not A, B, and C,、mm-hmm. right? You know, so because I feel like even from a creative standpoint,、uh, musically,、uh, we talk about drummer vocabulary.、Mm. Like, what are you? What sequences are you putting together? What sounds? But I feel like in dance, also choreography is like these are the different. Words, different bit of vocabulary you can add into like different work. Do you feel like that's like more where like choreography comes in? Is like um learning more vocabulary, so to speak, from different choreographers. But in freestyle, it's like I'm experimenting with different, for lack of a better term, sounds、mm. or different movements、mm. in that. I mean, yes,、yeah. but I also feel like choreography. I've heard it said in this way. I think、uh, what you might call it. Somebody was like, "Yeah, like there's closed, closed skill set." An open skill set,、mm. like routine. We're just kind of doing the same thing.、Mm. You know what I mean? And、um, it can be learning vocab, but it can also just be exercising. Like you know how I do the routine, how you do the routine、yeah. is going to be totally different, right?、Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of like just showcasing where you're at. But I do think like freestyle is more so like leveling up in my own individual aspect.、Mm. Um, but I also feel like freestyle and choreography. At times, comes from a different place, yeah.、Hmm. And my persona、hmm. is low key a little bit different, you know what I mean?、Yeah. Like routine, the way that I'm trying to bring out the music is more so coming from like a, I guess. There's also two ways to choreograph because I also feel like the way that we choreograph sometimes is more so like we are the subject、mm. rather than like we are background. I'm choreographing like a background segment to accentuate the subject. Very right, true. You know what I mean? So I, I think mean, that's this, also this two different things. This refers to like. Like I'm teaching a class,、mm-hmm. and I or I'm showcasing something, and or I am a backup dancer. Exactly. Artist, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because、yeah. even like you know, I'm the way that the words that we hit 
or the choices that we make, like we're probably grooving a little bit more as a background dancer. And I might be super wrong because everybody probably tackles this. Sure. You know, people who choreograph more so as background, like for background, yeah. probably have a totally different mindset. True. But it just when I observe, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, the artist is the main subject here. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, I remember when Sean started Movement Lifestyle, like a lot of his choreography was more so coming from the aspect of him being in the forefront. Yes. So I think that sometimes when I create, I also have to think about like what, like what's my purpose? Is it like me being the artist and I'm saying these things? Yeah. Or am I trying to accentuate the vibe of the song rather than the lyrics? Yeah. But then freestyle, I feel like that's very much just in the moment. Yeah. Like it just comes from a place of like, I'm not, sometimes I'm not even really listening to the words. I love freestyle and the music that I don't really know. Same. Mm. I'm the same way. Like, or even just listening to like, like, like a battle mix and just like getting lost in it. I start accidentally choreographing a bit when I know the song. Yeah. Like I yeah. start being like, I know this, I got to hit that thing. He says you. Yeah. And I <laughs> dream. <He says> book. <laughs> Cash. <laughs> Money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I th- The simple way that I think about choreography versus freestyle is choreography is like speech writing and freestyle is conversation. Yeah. Because in conversation, you can, uh, call and response. You yeah. can bounce off of it. In choreography, you can be nimble if you're good enough, but you have to be a freestyler in that in order mm-hmm. to bounce off. If I'm in a circle and I pull out a choreography, there's nothing wrong with that. But the beat doesn't give you what you plan for. You got to be nimble, yeah. right? But the other way around as well, this structure, because we're always so used to as freestylers that call and response, mm. if we don't get that response, it can be super unsatisfying. And we're not going to be able to build off of what we just fed to an audience. Sometimes you get a dead audience, you know, ah. choreography, the show goes on, even if the audience didn't cheer there, True. you already had a plan for that. Mm. So I think there's a lot of that strategy that comes into speech writing, choreography, yeah. that is like, this is how I'm going to build my round, not based on what the audience necessarily um, is going to feel, but what I can expect them to feel. Mm. Yeah. yeah, That's, That's an interesting way to look at it. Mm. Oh. Well, why don't we move on to another question? Mm. Um, let's do this one. Olivia Parsons. To Carla Durang, how do you balance commitments to multiple teams and weigh your opportunities? Plain, simple, clean, Olivia. That is hard. <laughs> that is super hard. Um, I think like... Um, well, first of all, what teams are you balancing? So right now, uh, I am balancing Cookies and Glown Ups. Okay. Um, I think, right, I, I can't really speak on in generalities. I feel like I can only really speak on my situation. Sure. Right. So, um, I live in K town now here in LA, uh, but I commute back to San Diego usually once a week. Yeah. Um, you know, we have going ups rehearsal once a week and cookies rehearsal once a week, which okay. is Thursdays for going ups cookies on Saturday. So right now I, going ups has a different set of directors that are more so taking the forefront while Amore Amor and myself, the ones that founded the team are yeah. kind of like taking a step back. And okay. also we're, we're going to rehearsals when, you know, we, we have the time and we have the, the resources because, sure. you know, Amor works, uh, Amor works up here. And, um, you know, I think a lot of the opportunities that I get, obviously it's not on my own time. Sometimes yeah. like it just, things just pop up. Freelance yeah. life. Yeah. Contractor Freelance life. life. So, um, I think it's to balance it. Like I, I think I came to that conclusion when I started traveling more to teach. Cause, uh, even when I was just on cookies, it was like that. Um, I had to understand like, 
yo, like there are some things that I, there's some opportunities that I'm going to have to take. Mm -hmm. And like, I love being at Grown Ups rehearsal and I love being at Cookies rehearsal. But if I want to be able to, um, and my girlfriend says this all the time, like if I want to be able to do this like for a living, you know what I mean? Like I have to take those things. Mm -hmm. I, I can't say no. Because there was a point I was saying no to a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah. I said no to a lot of things that yeah, looking back on it, I'm like- Big gigs. That probably would have been nice. But I don't regret it. I'm yeah. not like, mm. I should have, I'll go back in time and do it. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, I think my 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 brain and my heart just wasn't at that point where sure. I was going to accept that and be fully like, yes, I'm mm. in this opportunity and like, let's soak it all in. That's big. You know, because yeah. I, um, so for example, like the Cirque du Soleil opportunity that I did last year. Yeah, well, what is that? Um, so Cirque du Soleil presents Towards the Night Before Christmas. They do like a winter Christmas show. Okay. Um, I'm an elf. Love that. In the show. That's what I think um, of when I see you, I think elf. Hey, you know, <laughs> especially with this right here, yeah. right? <laughs> no, yeah. I have to shave this off. <laughs> Ugh. But um, why? Who's making you do that? Yeah. Damn you, Cirque! Oh. <laughs> they don't want the mustache. Elves don't have mustaches, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, I remember I got asked the first time to do it, and yeah. I said no. Ooh! And Ving was very patient, understanding. He's like, "Yeah, I totally get it, man." Like, you know, because I, I think I just something where like with cookies, we're just in a crucial point. I think we're doing the ten year show or something like that. Mm. Something important was going on. Yeah. I might have the timeline wrong, but I said no. And I was very used to saying no to things like that. Cause he asked me to do something in Europe, yeah. like a tour with like Helena Fisher. And I was yeah. like, I can't. And then I was just like, fuck. But um, when I finally, pretty much, I guess what I'm trying to say is when I finally took the opportunity, which was last year, mm. I felt like um, I was a lot more willing to be in that space mm. rather than like, oh my God, what's going on at home? Totally. Like, you know what mm, I mean? Totally. So, um, yeah, I, I think I do have to find that balance because got to make a living. But also, um, if that's going to be the case, I have to make sure that the contingencies are like good. Like mm -hmm. the direct, like for example, uh, Kevin and Warren, mm -hmm. who are directing Grown Ups right now. Yeah, like they're the main ones. So if I can't do Grown Up stuff, it's fine because they're there yeah. and they're killing. They're more so leading. And if anything, they're the ones that are stepping up and like learning from it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I've and also I've already directed for like a really long time and it's like taught me a lot. And um, I do think that there are some other people that are ready to also learn a lot of things through that process. Yeah. So I feel like I have to also find that comfort in being absent mm -hmm. and like, it's not about me. It's not about, oh, it's gonna be good if I'm there. That sounds like super selfish. Yeah. Like, oh, I have to be there. It's like, no, like they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna be fine. The same yeah. way that like, you know, the people before us like probably felt the same way, Yeah, but we had to step up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Oof. it's tough. Um, but I will say that balancing it, um, I think as long as like your heart still really enjoys being there, um, unless you can't be at any rehearsal at all, you know what I mean? But, um, I think that's an important thing is like, you want to be like, I'm driving down to San Diego. I'm tired as fuck. And I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm excited to like see the homies. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think once it's, I don't think it'll ever get to that point where I'm like dreading it. Um, but you know, I'm fucking 31 yeah. and you know, at the end of the day, I just want to make sure they all good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think like what I'm hearing is there's the balancing act that you play has a lot to do with being 
I guess I can say the word again, being being sort of like nimble and building your decisions off of where you are now. Hmm. Because like I love how you're saying like you don't think that even if you took those jobs before, you would have really been fully present there. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're balancing multiple obligations, mm-hmm. teams, or maybe it's work and maybe it's family time, you know, but I think that's really important to understand where you are in that space and not regretting where you were before moving forward into a place um, of comfort of, okay, I believe this is where and how I will be fully present. Cause I, I think that allows you to make better more informed decisions on who you are making these commitments to, mm. right? If, I, if I'm going to say like, like I'm doing cookies, but I will only be able to be there once a week if it, if it had three rehearsals, you know, a week. Mm. And making that very clear is like, it's very healthy. And being able to reassess yourself in a few months, and be like, hey, I actually think I can do two, two, uh, two days a week mm-hmm. now. You know, is that okay, team? Mm-hmm. I think it allows you to be a better communicator outwards and as well as internally to yourself. Oh, for sure. I like that. Mm. You did mention stepping up um, and like, you know, letting people into that space. You had to take over cookies. That sounds like a crazy thing, especially with, you know, Keone being such an impact on the entire community. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really curious, like, what what was that like for you stepping into directorship? Yo, that was a pretty wild ride. Um, you know, I, I was fortunate. So I replaced uh, Kristen Aguinaldo when she stepped down. Mm. Uh, so I was directing with Keone for about like a year and a half or Got two it. years before he left. Okay. Um, yeah, I was at his, I was at Keone Mari's place like almost every day. Really? Yeah. Just either doing building block or we just prep in for rehearsal. So I really got to see like, yo, like this dude's work ethic and like how much he puts into the team. Um, and was definitely kind of like able to see that mm. and intake that. But I feel like I was not confident in my own decision-making and I relied on Keone a lot. I relied on his opinion a lot. Mm. So um, I just feel like my, whatever I was giving to the team was not in my own vision, but more so like in what you trying to, what I think Keone would do, Yeah, you know? And um, I, I feel like it was hard for me to really step up until he left mm. and that's no offense to him because honestly oh. he's so good yeah and so great at what he does and can literally do everything and i think that's the problem that's a big was crutch. that like dude you can it was a huge crush why wouldn't you lean on that like <laughs> it was to the point where like yo he he can literally choreograph the whole set and it's gonna be <laughs> so dope him and mari can choreograph something dope yeah and like you know what i mean and um Cause there was even points where like, oh, like I was having a hard time with blocking mm. and then he just came in, like set the accents and was like, boom. And I was like, oh shit, that was oh, tight. Yeah. But then when he left, I think that's when it was just like, I had to really realize like, I can't direct how he does. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't see myself as having the same skill set as him yeah. and creating the same way as he does yeah. and just overall just doing things how he does. And, um, I felt like with Jason coming on as a director Jason Patio. as well, Jason Patio, um, we both kind of saw that and like had to read, cause he was directing with Keone during, uh, we made the orphan set. Yes. And that's kind of when Jason came in and we both were kind of on that same page of like, damn, we don't do things like how he does, mm. 
even choreography wise, like his output, we don't have that. So mm. we have to build this team in a different way. Yeah. And I think when we really leaned into like how we do things and being okay with that, you know, um, I think that's when the growth really happened. And um, honestly, I just feel like Keone knew that like we were using him as a crutch <laughs> and he knew that like, yo, like you guys are going to be fine, man. Yeah. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, no, we're not <laughs> like, you know, but um you know, he had to do what he had to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when that happened, like all, we all stepped up and yeah. we went from having like, you know, a few choreographers into like developing like a lot of them. And I feel like even at this point right now, the team has a lot of choreographers even yeah. to this day. Like mm. honestly, everybody on the team can choreograph. Yeah. I was literally just talking awesome. about that with somebody because we have choreo projects yeah. where everybody has to choreograph and perform their own choreo. Yeah. Like in front of everybody. And I remember that was happening back in the day when not like you only had three choreographers on mm -hmm. one team. You know what I mean? People didn't choreograph unless they were told to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now people are doing it on their own. So it's just kind of cool to see like how that's a normal thing. But also like, you know, as directors now, like we can really help this team take ownership of anything that we create. Yeah. It's not, hey, this is my vision. Totally. Let's go. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, where I'm like, hey, you're good at this. You're good at this. You're good at this. We need this roller coaster ride. Mm. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And helping them to like maybe giving them more direction on what they're going to do. Sure. And put out as opposed to like, hey, I trust you. Do your thing. You know? I, I think that leads into like, there's like two things here where one is I think Keone and Mari were probably crutches for the whole team and not just mm. you. Mm. Right. There, there, there have been so many people that have blossomed and grown out of not being able to only fall onto the choreography from the choreographers, the set three to set four, mm -hmm. right? And so I think that's a really big deal too. Um, also, I think that you're doing exactly what your teacher also did for you still with the whole team, letting everyone become the version of themselves that mm -hmm. you believe they could be. And I think a lot of that is is giving grace and removing crutches and then giving grace and then mm -hmm. removing crutches, you know, giving mm -hmm. feedback. So I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely hard though. I, I will oh, say yeah. it's I can, super hard. Sure. Because right now I'm like, I'm like, there's those points where I'm like, should I? Yeah. <sighs> no. Like I have to talk to Amor as well because she's a director too, you know? And I'm yeah. like, I always ask her, like, I tell her things. I'm like, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Because she's also like one of those partners that like, we don't really agree on things. Mm -hmm. We mm. see things two different ways, but it's like a nice benefit mm -hmm. of like just getting perspective. Right. Yeah. So I ask her, I'm like, what do you think? And um, she's like, I think like you're overthinking it and they're going to be fine. And I'm like, damn, you're fucking right. <laughs> All right. I just chill. It'd like I let my like shoulders, that. don't tense up your shoulders. Like it's fine, yeah. dude. Like they'll figure it out. Yeah. Like we did. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. So, exactly. Yeah. Whew, what a journey that is. <laughs> that is such a journey. It is. All righty then. Um, let's take one more voice message. Okay. okay. We'll take the voice message from our girl, Jessica Holyfield. Jessica Holyfield. A legend. We love Jessica. Mm -hmm. She's one of our steezy super users. A legend. This question is for Carlo. I wanted to ask, how did it feel um, to be a part of a group or choreograph for a group that competed with Hip Hop International and them competing and doing very well on a world standard, making it to the semifinals? I want to know, how did that feel differently choreographing for them versus, you know, choreographing for Jackson or for an artist or for a set that is with a different scope of performance? 
Mm. What 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 did you compete in HHI with oh. or like? If I'm thinking about this recent um, this recent HHI, actually, I did not choreograph that. Oh, okay. Shout out to Josh Saradpan, Divine Maharaj, Lemonalo, and Michael Lee. They direct side effects. Okay. Um, which is the Studio FX's junior team, yeah. and they took them to world. So they did USA, mm. placed, then they went over to international over in Arizona, mm -hmm. did really well. And it's also like, I think, small little backstory, a lot of those kids started dancing during the pandemic. Wow. Right? So I think it's like, <laughs> honestly, when they placed and got to semifinals, um, I, I feel like I can speak on just maybe watching them yeah. achieve that, but I didn't choreograph it. Um, I think seeing them realize like, oh my God, like we can do this because <laughs> they were like, all they knew was like, we just sometimes do TikToks. Wow. We take class. Yeah. Like taking class with a certain choreographer was like the pinnacle of their moments yeah. in pandemic, you know? So I think a lot of them, like I was talking to them, they're like, I didn't think that we would, I didn't think we would do that well. Whoa. Like what the heck? And I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> see, like when you actually like put in effort like we're watching it you guys are good like we're gonna they're gonna lead you to the promised land you know yeah. what i'm saying you just gotta just put in your effort and yeah. you guys are gonna you guys are gonna do great if you actually do it so mm. i think it's that realization of like oh my god like empowerment yeah like watching themselves like become empowered and just like oh my god i have these powers <laughs> so that, that, honestly that was really awesome to watch and to kind of riff off of even that last question it was even more it was a sweeter victory knowing that like i didn't choreograph Ooh, mm. because those four, like I, I did oversee them at the beginning of like, like the pandemic, like I was overseeing the directors and just like helping them out. Yeah. And then over time it just became like a, all right, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to watch your rehearsals. Ooh. I'm not even during the HHI process. I was like, I'm not going to come in to the end uh. because I don't think you should care what I think. Wow. You guys know. You guys know what's up. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I told them after USA, I was like, uh, I think this, this, and that, but after they already did it. Like, yeah. you have to make the choice first. Agreed. And then you got to live and die by the choice. <laughs> and then you can learn from it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to prevent you from making that choice. I was like, I think you could do this better. Like, maybe like the way that your eye follows, do a little bit better job of how that happens within the transition, blah, 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 blah. Second medley for uh, internationals, watched it. Oh, damn, y'all took it in. Mm. Y'all took that in. The blocking looks a lot better. My eye is being, like, my eye really naturally follows the whole set. Wow. I don't get lost. Yo, y'all are clean. Wow. So I think just, it was sweeter knowing that, like, these people don't need that oversight and that they're very much capable. So that, I think that empowerment, both for the dancers yeah. and also seeing those new directors uh, feel that as well. Um, but I will say, I think choreographing for different Mediums. Um, mediums. Um, like, I guess how that is and how yeah. that feels. Yeah. Um, man, I think that's like, um, honestly, sometimes in the thick of it, I don't think about it. Huh. It's just like, this is your job. You're, you, you've been doing this for a long time. You just put moves together. You got to just trust your intuition. Yeah. And I think like also these people hired you for how you do things. Exactly. Not like, so don't create like, oh, I think this is how concerts are created. So yeah. let's do that. You it's know? hard to not step into that space. It's, you're, yeah. You have your preconceived notions of this is how it's supposed to feel, yeah. but there's a reason. It's a reason for you. For sure. So I think even like working with Jackson, which uh, I was able to be associate choreographer with Ving, mm -hmm. um, I think to be able to just see, I don't, I don't see it until like the very end. Mm. Right. So for example, like head in the clouds. Yeah. 
Like we're backstage or just watching it. And I'm just like, damn, like, I can't believe this movement is like on stage right now. <laughs> like what the hell? And yeah. like, that's crazy. You know? Um, and even like watching Coachella, I didn't choreograph that, but watching like Jason Lynn stuff or Celine Haro stuff yeah. or Bam Martin stuff on the Coachella stage, like, yo, mm -hmm. I think that's a victory for everybody. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? But yeah. um, I think it's always going to be dope to see my shit on the community setting. I'm, that's where mm. I came from. I fucking love that shit. Or to see my stuff on an online platform for however, you know, we've been doing CZ for a real long time. Yeah. And then now all these other, all these other online platforms are popping up, right? And yeah. just all these people just rocking with you, doing your shit all yeah. over the world. It's honestly, no matter what the medium is, it's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Or it's, sorry, maybe that's not the right word, but it's, it's very eye-opening, especially for somebody who just, we talked about earlier, fucking taught a routine in the fucking high school cafeteria based off moves. I don't even know what the fuck I was doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, but then now it's like 15 years later, you're like traveling the world. Whoa, what the heck? Teaching even though in rehearsal, you're just like, Jackson Wang is not this celebrity right now. He's like, yeah, we just, yeah. we're learning. We're just trying to make the show good. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even like starstruck at this moment. I'm literally just watching the same way I watch dance teams, just like with my hat low like this. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was wrong. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Levels, you're tall. And just like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. being in it. Yeah. Mm. So, and then after the fact, maybe like even like a month later, how even you brought shit up. And I was like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Same thing. Like even the Jackson stuff, I'll probably like not be super like, whoa, until like a few weeks from now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's looking real. back at it. Makes sense. Makes sense, man. Well, thank you to, uh, to Carlo for answering those questions. Thank you to everyone for leaving those voice messages. That's dope. Leave them on Anchor again. CZ Podcast on Anchor. You can That's leave those messages. Hella dope. It's fun, right? I think just to hear their voice here, like, whoa. Because sometimes just like on a... Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah Way better to hear that. Yeah, That's cool. Totally, totally. It's only fair. They hear our voice. They hear all our bad jokes, you know? All our terrible little things that we probably forgot we said on CZ class. We'll slowly wrap this up. You mentioned, you know, you were teaching on CZ. And you've been teaching with us for very long time now i don't even know how long now it's mm -hmm. uh it, it's, it's early early days uh yeah we you were, were like probably like within the first 10 first five i classes. think so because we were filming at snow globe came give it to you came to give it she to came you. to give it to you that song right yeah when yeah. we were still wearing like tight joggers oh yeah tight and joggers. running shoes yeah <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> Maybe leggings? Maybe. maybe? Uh, yes. Jeggings? 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 Nike Freeze? Nike Freeze. Yeah. I, as an early Steezy instructor, how have you seen Steezy change over time? And also, why did you originally take a chance on teaching with us? Mm. Yeah, honestly, like, I I feel like I knew y'all already. Like, I knew Evan mm -hmm. um, since, I don't even know, like, it was like 2010. He was like at our studio in San Diego, mm. 429. RIP, um, Studio 429, he was training there for like a whole, I don't know if it was a whole summer or like a whole year or wow. like two years or something like that. So he was kind of just that like good energy. He's always coming in, smiling, mm. dope ass dude, Evan. <laughs> um, but um, so I think once we heard that he was starting this up and like who else was on board, it was kind of like a no brainer. And I know probably thinking about where it's at now and like how it was back then, you guys are probably all, 
maybe you guys are also just figuring it out oh, and 100%. just like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> still figuring it out because i even remember like you know little microphone oh yeah we love literally you're microphone. editing like at the corner oh, in yeah. the corner of the lab like <laughs> as i'm filming yeah. and i'm like this fool's probably not listening to all the dumb shit i'm saying <laughs> no i was that's why i was able to make those dumb blooper reels coo 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 um <laughs> and i just also feel like every time i went up to teach it got to that point too like where it was just like it's fun time, mm. right? Even the first class, it was like, Jesse was assisting me with Paul. Was it? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it was just like, you know, these are homies. Like, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So it's always been a great time. And I think just to see it now too, it's like, it feels the same. It does. Even like when I see like people, like like y'all. Yeah. Like walking in, um, it's just like, just going to treat it like the same. Yeah. You know? How you're like, I'm not a dancer, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to. That don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I think the vibes at Steezy stay pretty consistent. Tight. You know, which is which is really nice. And I think that's that's also why, like, when when we hire new people to join the company, the biggest thing is are they a culture fit? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like it's not some like cool kids club or yeah. anything. It's just like, are you are you a cool person to be around? Are you mm. enjoyable to be around? Because I'm not gonna be able to build this thing that I love with all my heart with a person I don't love as well. Yeah. You know, I agree. And I feel like you do that with, you know, cookies and with, with anything that you do as well. I agree. I think there's like a, it's not like you're trying to bring on all like these people with all the same. Yeah. Like personality or whatever. Like you, I remember I learned this from Arnell. Like there's Hmm. like your reds, your blues, your greens and your yellows, right? Like your leaders, your empathetics, your logics and your energetic and you kind of need a little bit of everything, yeah. you know? And I, I definitely feel that way with any group that I work with. It's like skill level, obviously, like that's yeah. you know, going to be whatever. Or uh, technical, what is the word? I don't know. Whatever. Was, when you guys look at resumes, I'm yeah. sure. But it's like you try to get that energy and you're like, are you also going to be a good person that's like going to chat with people here? Yeah. Or like in, instigate like interactions yeah. or even like, Oh, like, are you a little bit of a nerd? Mm-hmm. Like, we got some nerds here. Yeah. Like, you know, how can we vibe out so it's not just a bunch of cool people? Yeah. You know? Exactly. But, yeah. That is the cool you. people. The cool people are the nerds. The cool people, the cool are, people are the nerds. Yeah. Actually, also, everybody's a nerd. It's true. That's true. You just got to figure out what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. What, what gets them going? What everybody's a nerd. <laughs> yes, even you. You're a nerd. You're a nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Join nerd. Well... Carlo Durang Carweezy. <laughs> I'm not going to say what that is so people don't use it, but <laughs> thank you for being on the Steezy podcast. Hey, thank, you. Thank, you. Um, thank you for, for chatting and being vulnerable with us about, you know, your history. Really appreciate it. And um, is there anything upcoming that you're excited for that you want to tell people about? Duh! Damn, I didn't, I don't know. Um, I feel like I can't, necessarily talk about them so in its people, entirety. So many people saying um, stuff like that is exciting. We love the secrecy. That means um, big things coming. Yeah. But definitely creating more, mm-hmm. um, dancing more. And I guess right now, if I had to be honest, trying to just take everything a day at a time, because mm-hmm. I'm also trying to just got my gym membership yeah. yesterday. Wow. And just trying to Healthier. Create some good habits. Yeah, I love that. Because I definitely feel like I made some bad habits mm. during the pandemic. Cool. Same, so, same. Yeah. Yeah. So just trying to take it day by day. And that's why sometimes I'm like, 
what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. What you're doing is what you will be trying to do every single week, every single day. Right. Build those better habits. Love that. Thank yes, you, Carlo. Yes. Hey, thank you, Clay. Thank of course. you. Thank you, Josh. Thank, thank you, you, Josh. Thank you both. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this easy podcast. We'll see you in the next one. Faces. Thanks again for tuning in. Again, this podcast was brought to you by us, Steezy Studio. Be sure to get your dance on today, too. So if you want to get some exercise in, take a Steezy sweat class. If you want to just vibe out and feel good, you definitely need to check out a good groove along. Or if you're up for the challenge, it's time to finally start one of those advanced classes you've been eyeballing. See you in class. This podcast was produced by Josh Jang and edited by Gene Kim. The theme song is Tempo by Neiman.